Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Meet the Team from Companies House. Like many things, big and small, this series has not been what we'd planned in January. In our first two episodes of Meet the Team, which I will link in the show notes of this episode, we recorded with Oceane and Toby in our Cardiff office. But since then, due to government guidelines following the coronavirus outbreak, I now find myself hosting this episode at home in my living room with my dog on my lap. So I'd like to welcome J.M. Frost, who is the Director of Operations at Companies House. He is someone that as soon as we started this series, I knew I wanted to record with. And that was then and this is now. And after everything that's happened over the past few months and the work that we've done supporting our customers during this difficult time, I'm even more excited to introduce him. So, Kroisart, welcome, J.M. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Jochen Varmegan. <laughs> How have you been finding this time? Yeah, it's been interesting. So a mix of being in the office and working with colleagues there and the mix now, obviously, of working from home as well. Um, and of course, uh, I've got two reasonably young children. So being at home, um, I, there was always a reason I knew I wouldn't be and shouldn't be a teacher. And this time <laughs> has confirmed that that is definitely it was the right vocation in my in my choice of career to not do that. So. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've all survived. We've almost got to the summer holidays. So all is good. I think teachers have actually uh, gained a lot of credit during this time, haven't they? Teachers and hairdressers. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, so my first question um, is, what have we been doing uh, at this time to support our customers? Yeah, so so lots. And it, it's been really interesting to make sure that we've, we've taken a lot of care to make sure that we've had a balance between wanting to try and provide really high levels of customer service, maintain the sorts of service that we would provide during normal times as much as possible, with, of course, balancing that with keeping our colleagues safe. And so we were fortunate in some ways, the majority of, of the services that our customers use are already online. So we've been able to keep them working, keep them going and support our, our customers through, through those online services. Um, but we do have some, particularly some of our more complex uh, cases, uh, complex casework, um, where it was very much paper-based. So trying to maintain those services um, has been more challenging in terms of our customers often were at home, they weren't able to get out, weren't able to print, or, or even if they were at home, the, the directors of the company they needed to sign things were at home somewhere else. Um, so it was a real challenge. So it was looking for us to work with legal colleagues and policy colleagues to look at uh, innovative ways that we could try and do it differently. So what did the law require us to do in terms of the Companies Act and the role that we had? Uh, and how could we try and be innovative and support our customers to do some of that differently? So we've stood up new services. So we've got the emergency filing service where customers can go on and upload an electronic copy of a document. Um, and we, we focused that on the services that weren't already electronic and where customers couldn't already do things digitally. So, so we've done that. I mean, even within a couple of weeks of lockdown, we'd launched an extension service, which in the first month or so had 90,000 companies applying for extensions. Uh, and we were able to give uh, extensions to those companies entirely digitally. So they knew they had more time to be able to file their accounts with us. 
And we form part working with Bayes, our, our kind of partner and parent uh, department, and the Insolvency Service, another partner organisation uh, with Bayes, uh, another uh, agency in, in government. Uh, we worked on the Corporate Governance and Insolvency Bill, uh, which went through and became an act uh, just uh, earlier this month. And so as part of that, we were then able to look at that and, and make sure that we were supporting our customers, giving them longer to file. So most companies now have another three months to be able to file their accounts longer on some of the confirmation statements and other things that they've done. So trying to do all we could whilst enabling our customers uh, to do what they need to do to, to stay compliant with the legislation. Yeah, it's amazing. And really things that in a normal world would take a long time to, to come to fruition just making company change in policies in weeks really is absolutely i mean normally the legislation would would take months or years to go through the process and it was it was drafted within three or four weeks you know working really closely collaboratively across government departments, working together across agencies, but also really listening to our customers. So so what did they need? What did they need us to do? What were some of the challenges that they were facing so that we could try and develop it and, and adapt it to, to, to kind of meet their needs? Yeah, it brings me really nicely on to speak about um, how the colleagues have been kept safe at the same time, because obviously to make all this happen, it, there's the teams behind uh, all the work that goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was a big challenge. So, so we were an organisation, you know, great, fantastic digital services, you know, digital services, both for our customers and for our colleagues. But we did tend to be quite office based. Uh, so obviously, our headquarters based in Cardiff, and then offices, small office in London, Edinburgh and Belfast. Um, but, but we did all tend to be in the office every day. Um, and so suddenly, we went into lockdown, and the vast majority of colleagues, so about uh, between 90 and 95 percent of colleagues were almost immediately thrust into distributed work, working, working from home uh, uh, and working from there. Like us, our lounges, our spare bedrooms, our <laughs> kitchens, wherever we were. Um, so we did have a, a, a so, so that was great. So we were able to get people home. Uh, so they were safe, particularly those colleagues who maybe were vulnerable in one of those vulnerable categories was really important, paramount to us to make sure people were safe. Um, but then there are some things, like I said, that, that needed to be done for us to keep keep the process running. So to keep the company's house service, that information service, keep the register up to date. We needed to do some stuff in the office. So in each of our offices in Edinburgh, in Belfast and in Cardiff, we've kept sort of skeleton staff in who are dealing with the post that arrives and then processing the really the, the kind of paper documents. They might be big documents or things that we couldn't do at that stage dig digitally. That's hard to say. Um, so, uh, so yeah, going through those processes. So those really critical services. And I will always be immensely grateful for those volunteers. So we did it on a volunteer basis of people saying, look, people who were uh, fit and healthy weren't in the vulnerable groups who volunteered to come into the office and run those services with me. I was there as well. So for the first kind of 10 weeks, I was in the office every day with them um, yeah. as a thank you to them. I wasn't as useful as a lot of they were. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we managed to get through and, and managed to retain those services, yeah. uh, which, you know, paramount to us of, of maintaining that customer service. We weren't always quite as quick as we would normally be. But, um, you know, there were some delays in the process, but we did manage to maintain those services to our customers. 
Well, understandably so. And that's what I was going to ask as well, was what was the biggest challenge and, and how have our service levels been revised during this time? Yeah, so I think that the biggest challenge was really finding out how how critical our services are. So, um, you know, as, as our role as Companies House, we want to kind of drive confidence in the UK economy. We want to enable uh, people to be able to look up the Companies House service, look up the information about companies to make decisions, to know that information is up to date and is available there. Um, I mean, last year, we had just over 9 billion searches of that information. You know, a hugely searched um, piece of information in, and, and data sourcing government. Um, but to do that, we needed to make sure that it was up to date, that the information was available. So that challenge of making sure we could do that in a timely way, that we could get the information in, whether that be on paper, delivered by hand or whatever, um, trying to increase some of the digital uh, elements and trying to make sure that our customers were aware of what they could do and encourage them. Actually, in some cases, there was already a digital service. So we could point people to point our customers to that and say, look, do that. That's the quickest way. We will get it. Um, and of course, getting so so within the operational areas of Companies House, it's about 600 people uh, who work in, in my area. Um, and so getting them home when not all of them had kit that they could get home initially. So getting the, the kit, the computers and such and so forth to them, making sure they were safe and then changing our processes and adapting really quickly to get done what we needed to get done as quickly as we could. Where there's a will, there's a way and all that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my next sort of area I wanted to speak about with you is diversity and inclusion. It's really important to us all at Companies House, um, but I know it's something you're quite heavily involved with. And I was wondering if you could expand on that area. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, I think it's really important to all of us in Companies House, as you said, and I'm really passionate about it. Um, um, for, for a whole host of reasons, but because as an organisation, we should reflect the citizens that we serve. We are only here to serve our customers. And so we should be diverse uh, in the way that, that we are made up so we can have those perspectives on, on a personal basis. So I'm the son of, for, for much of my childhood, um, a single mother who was on benefits. Um, so, so having that perspective, uh, you know, some of my other colleagues maybe came from very different homes. Maybe there was plenty of money around. Um, they bring we bring different perspectives. So we need to realise our customers will have those perspectives from different backgrounds. So my mum uh, was was an immigrant. She was from another country. Uh, I'm from kind of a, a mixed heritage background. So those perspectives that I bring, I think. Um, hopefully will help me have the perspective of the range of our customers. So it's, so it's really important that we're as diverse as the citizens out there that we serve, but also that as an organisation, we're inclusive. So we all have our own backgrounds, whether that be background of race, culture, ethnicity, gender, um, you know, the age uh, that, that we are, our background, whether we're Welsh speakers, whether we're not Welsh speakers, uh, you know, LGBTQ perspective, you know, all of those things, we will bring our own perspectives with us and, and our own our own uh, kind of our own mini cultures and our ethnicity with us. And it's really important that people can be there, bring their whole selves to work. Um, you know, we've got a really challenging role in Companies House. It's a role that we love. I'm really passionate about. Uh, but as part of that, we want people to focus on the role that they've got to play, that they can flourish, be the best they can be in their role, 
not trying to hide something about themselves. So mm -hmm. we want everybody to be um, bring them whole selves to work so they can focus on doing the job that we want to do to serve our customers to the best of their ability. Um, so, yeah, as I said, it's really important that we're both diverse and that we're a really inclusive and welcoming culture, something that, you know, we're working on. I, I think I think we're doing it. We've made a lot of progress, which is great, but there's always a lot further to go. Yeah, it's one of those ever moving things, isn't it? You can't just say, oh, we've done it now. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're diverse, we're inclusive. It's it's ever moving. Yeah, and I think COVID and, and, and kind of the situation has really helped because, of course, we've kept colleagues safe, as I talked about, physically safe from the virus and those sorts of things, which is really important. But also it's about keeping people's well-being safe and well um, and one of our um, one of the various things we've done is around the networks that we have so we've got a range of different networks whether that be the carers network whether that be the lgbtq network or the faith network the one of the ones that we've set up recently the working parents network um, so you know to try and support people through this time so it was different people created different resources and things that that yeah. people could then share that people with children could kind of get their kids to do or, or have ideas of things they could get their children to do um, just to keep them busy and support them because you know it was really challenging being at home locked down for a number of months with the children there um, and as as we mentioned at the beginning you know i'm uh, i'm definitely not a teacher so these resources were useful so it was about being um, inclusive and, and considering people's well-being as well as their physical safety. Yeah, I've been in Company's House, I think, coming up for nine months, and it is something that honestly blew me away. Just the community, there's there's space for everyone, uh, which is really lovely. Um, my next question is, what has this time taught you personally about yourself uh, in a professional capacity? Um that's a great question. I, I think um, it's amazing how both myself personally and as an organisation and, and kind of colleagues that I've worked with, it is amazing how resilient we can be. You know, it's, uh, you know, we always had plans for business continuity. What if there was a fire? What if there was a flood? What if the electricity went out? You know, these are the sorts of things you plan for. I, I'm not sure any of us had planned for a pandemic that meant that pretty much most of the world went into lockdown for three or four months. But it's amazing that we've coped. You know, we have been really resilient. I think collaboration has been the key. Um, there's a there's a phrase I think that that necessity is the mother of invention. Um, that actually, when we need to, it is amazing what we can do. And I think I think that's true. Um, but also being in this, it's really important with all of us working virtually and, and and working in different locations to make sure that we remember that we're human, that we do need to have a chat, that we do need to have keep that human element of of connection going. That's part of our kind of our well-being and our safety as well, um, so that we remember that we are people and, and that all of us um, need to connect on on that level of of working together, not just of colleagues and getting work done, but we hopefully have to enjoy what we do and how we do it so that we can deliver more. Cool deal. Um, and maybe a bit profound, but the same question, but what have you learned about yourself in more of a non-professional capacity? We know you're not a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a teacher and it was a good career choice. Um, oh, that's a really good choice. The, I guess that I really love my family, but I didn't anticipate being locked in with them for three months. <laughs> But don't tell them that I said that. Very good one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, JM. I'm at the end of my questions now. It's been an 
honor to chat to you. It's clear you're so passionate about our customers and our business as a whole. I, I knew it before, but I definitely know it now. So, Dielchen Vaud, thank you very much. Croesa, thank you very much for your time. Oil, bye. Bye.